Let's get this revolution started. You're listening to the Compassion Revolution podcast. Each week, we'll be looking at love, compassion, courage, and tenderness, and all the hard work of showing up to shape a compassion revolution. I'm Mary Freer, and there's so much more for us to learn. Let's dive in. Hello there. Good to be with you again. I always look forward to this little kind of 10 minutes, just you and me. Well, mostly it's me that's riffing and you that's listening. But thanks for listening. I tell you what I'm thinking about this week. I'm thinking about empathy. And I'm thinking about empathy and compassion. Because sometimes people kind of get them confused. And I just want to flesh that out a little bit. So a number of months ago, I read the book Against Empathy, The Case for Rational Compassion. It was written by Paul Bloom. He Actually, he isn't against empathy at all because it is a necessary step towards compassion. But he is trying to make a point that empathy by itself isn't all that productive. So let me explain. Well, Paul Bloom has this neat little definition of empathy that I really like. I'm going to share it with you. He says, if you feel bad for someone who is bored, that's sympathy. But if you feel bored, that's empathy. If you feel bad for someone in pain, that's sympathy. But if you feel their pain, that's empathy. So there's this thing called empathy contagion where we feel the same things that other people are feeling. And we've all experienced it. If someone is, say, highly distressed and weeping, we might start weeping too. We might feel this urge to start crying. Or maybe someone is really happy and they're laughing. So if you've ever watched a baby laughing, it's very, very hard not to join in. That giggle makes you want to giggle. In fact, I feel like I want to giggle just thinking about it. So it is completely contagious. Our heart seems to want to burst into laughter. And when people are upset, it's almost like our heart feels bruised and we feel the tears welling up in our own eyes. But is empathy the same as compassion? Well, the answer is no. Empathy is vitally important in order for us to connect. We need to be able to connect with empathy, but it's not the destination. So compassion requires this intelligent action. And empathy really helps us here. It helps so that we can do something to alleviate the distress that we're experiencing or other people are experiencing. And the thing about compassion is that we always forget the bit about ourselves because compassion is about noticing the distress or suffering that we're experiencing and that other people are experiencing and taking intelligent, empathic action to alleviate or prevent that distress. So we need to remember that it's about us as well. We always seem to forget ourselves Being in touch with our own distress 
and knowing how to work with it and how to alleviate it is really important. But what happens when we are carried away by empathy or we feel that empathy is now directing our actions? Well, I want to read this little section of Paul Bloom's book and it's about the Sandy Hook tragedy. There was 20 children and six adults murdered at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown in Connecticut. And it led to this widespread grief and this incredible and intense desire to be of assistance, particularly across America. And the the little quote that I want to read is kind of about what happened in the aftermath of the Newtown Massacre. And it's a great example of the way empathy becomes really revved up, but it doesn't necessarily lead to intelligent action and it doesn't necessarily alleviate distress. So this is what um, Paul Bloom says. He says, What people did in response to the Newtown massacre also reflects the limitations of empathy. The town was inundated with so much charity that it added to their burden. Hundreds of volunteers had to be recruited to store the gifts and toys that got sent to the city, which kept arriving despite pleas from Newtown officials for people to stop. A vast warehouse was crammed with plush toys that the townspeople had no use for. Millions of dollars rolled in to this relatively affluent community. There was a dark comedy here, with people from far poorer communities sending their money to much richer people, guided by this persistent itch of empathic concern. It's really interesting, isn't it? The way this sense of empathy and the contagion of it led people to want to alleviate the distress but didn't necessarily provide them with the intelligent action that might be what is really required. So sometimes our overemphasized sense of empathy can also lead us to feeling worn down by other people's emotions. It's good to remember that compassion is not about an enmeshment. Compassion helps us to contain our feelings and actions and it helps us to think through what would be the best action to take that would actually alleviate that distress. So much empathy we could burst. This is often what's going on when we experience moral injury. I remember when I was much, much younger and I was a freshly minted social worker. I worked in child protection and my level of empathy, and if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I think sometimes sympathy and sometimes just plain outrage meant that I found working with children who were damaged and hurt and not out of danger's way by a long shot. I found that really, really heartbreaking and I would dream that I smuggled them home with me and I would dream that I could save them somehow and I could not. 
and it's not productive to be able to operate from that place. So this young, naive social worker had to move on and do something far more productive and leave others who had a lot more wisdom in that space to be able to do the work. Compassion would have been far more productive here, but I didn't know how to create a container for the distress and it felt way too big for me. I think knowing when you can't tolerate the pain of others and you need to be away doing something else is really important. Sometimes we stay where we are because we're following some misguided idea of being a rescuer and our empathy is actually driving us. I'm wondering what we can all do that helps us to use empathy to act with insight and intelligence to create more compassionate experiences for ourselves and for others. So I want us to think about that this week. What are the flags for you when you're not responding from a place of compassion? Radical compassion calls for us to act. So feeling stuck is a flag for me. Feeling worn out and burdened is another flag for me. These are all flags that tell me, Mary, you're moving away from a compassionate posture. You need to make some corrections, like sit up a little straighter or find the middle path again. So I wonder what the flags are for you. Hmm. Until next week, may you be well. May you be happy and may you feel all the love. This revolution, let's get it started. This podcast is a production of Freer Thinking and our theme music is produced by Iris Latour on I Love You Let's Party. Let's get this revolution started. Subscribe to hear more about us at compassionrevolution.care or drop us a line at podcast at compassionrevolution.care. And if you'd like to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, generously share with your friends. Viva la revolution.